God's grace, peace, and mercy be with you today. Boy, Lent's going by in a hurry. Here it is, the fourth Sunday in Lent. We're moving fast, getting closer to Easter. But Lent is a time for us to pause and reflect on the death, suffering of Jesus Christ. Easter comes with resurrection. But during the Lenten season, the church has set aside this time to reflect on who Jesus Christ is, what he did, and why he did it, and what it cost him. In the gospel lesson, the blind man had been healed, and Jesus asked him, he says, do you believe in the Son of Man? And he answered, uh, who is that, sir, that I may believe in him? And Jesus said to him, you have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. And so he said, Lord, I believe. And then he worshipped him. A question that Jesus addresses to us, too. Do you believe? Do you believe that Jesus Christ is who he says he is? Are you ready to worship him? I'm sure that's why we came here today, right? We come to worship Jesus Christ, who came to give his life for us. An amazing thing and an expensive thing that it was for Jesus to do that, to give his life for us. But the question remains, do you believe? And that's the question that makes a difference in our lives. Looking at the cover of your worship folder, I put two stick men in here to kind of lead us in the direction that we want to go this Sunday in Lent. You know, Jesus loves me, this so I know, the Bible tells me so, and Jesus loves you. This I know because the Bible tells me that too. He loves you and cares about you and all of us. And the guy on the, <clears throat> the left-hand side, he obviously got tears in his eyes and says, off the rail. That's the people that don't follow Jesus, the people who do not believe who Jesus is. And then the one on the right has the guy that's happy and looking at the cross, under the cross, on track. He knows who he is and what life is about. And his expressions are different than the one who's off the rail. I don't know about you, but I hope and pray that all of you are on track today. But in case somebody is off the rail, there's good news too, because you can get on track. Or if we come off the rail sometimes, we can get on track. Now, this illustration reminds us, of course, of the train wreck we've been hearing on the news now the last few weeks and the devastation that that train wreck caused in Norfolk, or the Norfolk Southern train in East Palestine, Ohio. How sad, how expensive. There were 149 cars on that train, but one car had a wheel bearing go bad and heated up and caused the fire and derailed the car and then took with it 38 cars derailed out of the 149. 11 cars had toxic chemicals in them, and they were released, and some of it was burnt deliberately, but it put pollution into the air and to the water, killing fish, making animals sick, people sick, and now the complications. The derailing took place <clears throat> in the city, near the city, right at the city, rather than out in the open spaces somewhere, and how costly it is for the cleanup. It's not going to cost millions to solve that problem. It's going to cost billions. An expensive accident. 
one wheel bearing going out causing it, starting a chain reaction. But think about that. One sin made a mess out of the world, Adam and Eve, when they're back in the garden and they saw that fruit. And it looked so good. And Satan said, oh, come on. God didn't say you couldn't eat it. It looked so good that Eve plucked it and she ate one sin. And look what happened. The devil got control. Evil came into the world. And now look at what's happened to our culture. What's happened to us now as we live here in these days. The tragedy that we live in. We know we can list them one after another, and we, we hear them all the time, so it's not necessary to go into all of them. But some of the real recent ones, as we see all the crisis in the news, you know, the, the, the crime, the homelessness, the, the uh, stealing of cars. I saw on the news, or heard on the news, that in Portland area, last year, during the year, 11,000 cars were stolen. Think of all the addictions that people have and gives them terrible times in their life. Mental problems. And now we're talking about maybe World War III? Look at the evil in the world. Off the rail. Things are off the rail in many people's lives. Hopefully not yours, but if there is, there's good news for you today. You can get on track. And notice the guy that's happy. He's on track because he knows who Jesus is. You know, it's going to cost billions to clean up that mess in Ohio, in East Palestine, but, you know, it costs God more to get you back on, and you and me back on track. It cost God, the son of his his only begotten son to die. It was so traumatic. Jesus was, the part, was there at the creation. And now when he dies, what happened? The earth shook, it said. There was an earthquake. The earth reacted to the death of the creator. And Easter, too, we'll hear, though, the earth shook again at the resurrection. But it cost God dearly to save you and me. He paid the price. He was willing to do it because you're so important to him. He loves you so much. He wants you to be on track in your life. Not off the rail, but on track. But we need to see the danger of what sin can do. Just like one wheel bearing going out, what it did to a train into a city. And what sin can do in our lives when we get off track. Maybe we get addicted to something. Or maybe we get involved in something we shouldn't. Or maybe we do things we shouldn't do. And life becomes sometimes miserable and hard to live with. But there's good news. There's a, a way out of this. We can get on track through Jesus Christ. And that's what Lent is about. Telling us the good news that Jesus Christ came into this world to pay for our sins once and for all. He paid for your sins. Your sins were paid for at the cross 2,000 years ago. And the sins that you have committed, are committing, or will commit in the future, next month, next year, whatever, 
have already been paid for by the grace of Jesus Christ. Now, if you will, look at these two scripture passages that are on your, in your order of service, the minute on page 8. Two verses that you might want to take heart, take your bulletin home and look at these and, and meditate on them this week, thinking about why we have Lent, what's the purpose of it, and who's the, what's Jesus about, and how can I be on track? It says, the truth will set you free. What truth? Well, let's take a look at the passage. Read the passage with me, if you will. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Wow. Isn't that amazing? If you abide in my word, now there's an if there. If you abide in my word, you must be in the word, the good news of Jesus Christ, and the word that God has for us. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. God's word is to us, given to us in, his, in the Bible and his word. And you are truly my disciples when you're in the word, and then you'll know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Free from sin, free from addictions, free from whatever is ailing you, whatever burden is on your heart today. You are free. That's the good news. What Lent is about, seeing what Jesus Christ has done for us, his death, and then as we'll celebrate the resurrection. But the next verse tells us a lot. In 1 Peter 2.24, read it with me if you will, please. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness by his wounds who have been healed. Wow, look, just look at that first phrase. He bore our sins, or you can say he bore my sins in his body on the tree, meaning on the cross. Your sins were on his body by all the suffering and death and the whippings and the piercing of the nails and his arms and his feet and the crown of thorns on his head, that we might die to sin. He died and our sins died with him. We died with him. Sin died. And we live to what? Righteousness, it says, right? Righteousness. We're right with God. God looks at you and he sees no sin. He sees you as righteous because you're covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. We have the righteousness of Christ in us. And God looks at you and sees you as forgiven if you believe, if you come to him and abide in his word. Just like Jesus asked the blind man in the gospel lesson, do you believe in me? And when he said yes, then he worshipped him. We believe in Jesus Christ. And then by his wounds you have been healed. We get can have healing through the wounds of Jesus Christ. Through all that suffering and death that he took, he brings healing to us from our sins and from our physical ailments. Or whatever burden you might have that has taken you off the rails, you can come to Jesus, and Jesus will forgive. And you can be on track, and you can live the new life that takes us into the direction. So my question is, do you believe this? Yes? We believe it, right? I hope everybody here says, can say, yes, we believe in the good news of Jesus Christ. Now may I ask you a question. If you're on track, where are you going? 
to heaven, right? That's your ultimate destination, right? You're going to go to heaven when this life ends. You will be in heaven, a place so wonderful that St. Paul describes it in 2 Corinthians. He says it's beyond understanding. It's beyond comprehension. It's so beautiful, so wonderful, we can't even describe it down here what it's like. You can think of the most beautiful place you like on earth, and it'll be much more than that. A great place to live. But you're not there yet. So what do we do now that you're on track and going down the tracks? What you've got to do, you have a responsibility. Jesus said when he went to heaven, he said, I've got a job for you. You're to go and tell the good news. You've got to know the good news of Jesus Christ. You've got to know where you're going and what you're doing and what your uh, role is. There's a story about Senator, uh, his name was uh, Senator Morrow, uh, Dwight Morrow was a, was a senator years ago, and he always took the train everywhere. In those days, people did, and there were not many planes. So he was familiar with the conductors in different places, going and so and going home to New York. And so one day he was on the train, and the conductor came by and said, Senator, may I see your ticket? And then he frantically looked in his pockets and in his coat and his pants, and, and he couldn't find it, and he panicked, and he said, I don't know, I can't find my ticket. And the conductor said, well, that's okay, Senator. We, uh, we know you bought the ticket. So when you find it, you can mail it to us. Or if you find it on the train, you can give it to me later. He said, no, that's not the problem. He said, I need the ticket. I need to know where I'm going. <laughs> he forgot what stop we had to get off, where he was going. Sometimes we forget where we're going. We are going on a journey on track to heaven, yes. But on that journey, we have stops along the way. We have responsibilities. We have things to do. Jesus, Jesus became head of the church. After his resurrection, God placed Jesus as the head of the church. In Ephesians, Paul says the head of the church, that's the believers, the head of all the believing church, all believers, is Jesus Christ. And Jesus says, I got something to do for, for you to do. He told his disciples and he told the church, go and baptize and do whatever I have given to you, instructed you, and commanded you. And there's three, three things that are essential. One, he said, go preach the gospel. Tell people the good news. You know the good news, you're on track. Get people that are off track, off the rails, on track. That's our job. That's the job of the church. The job to us, to our neighbors and friends and relatives, get people on track. And then he said, not only teach and preach the good news, but drive out the demons. Drive out the evil. All that demonic activity that's out there in the community and around us, Drive it out. We have authority over it. Get rid of it. Expel it. That's our job, to drive out the demonic authority, uh, rules and regulations that are out there. Drive out the demons. And then the third thing he said is heal the sick. Bring healing to those who are sick. Give them the good news that there's salvation and sickness can be healed. Just as it said in the passage, by his wounds you have been healed. God cares about you. He loves you. He wants you to be blessed. And today, we can come and take this meal. It's prepared. Lord's Supper. The body and blood of Christ given to you. For you. For your forgiveness. That you might live in the forgiveness of all your sins. That you might have the gift of eternal life. And you know where you're going and on the way. And what to do on that journey 
that you, as you go towards heaven. The Lord's Supper assures us that our sins are forgiven, that Jesus loves us, and that the victory has been won, and we have the power to go out and do what Jesus commands us to do. So we're on track, right? Good. We're headed on a destination to heaven, and we're going to share the good news that we know that Jesus Christ is our Savior and our Redeemer. We know the cost. It cost God his son, his shed blood to pay for our sins. But he put us on track. Just as that mess will get cleaned up in East Palestine eventually at a high expense, but God cleans up any mess that we make and we've done at the expense of his son Jesus, but we're free. The truth will set you free. You can celebrate new life. The burdens that you may be carrying, you can give up. The burdens others are carrying, you can tell them the good news. So may God bless us as we journey this Lenten season. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Lent. We thank you that we can look and look at you as our Savior and Redeemer. And as you ask the blind man, do you believe in me? We say, yes, we believe, Lord. We believe that you are the Son of God who came to save us from our sins. May every person here today know that good news. Every person listening to us today know that good news of the salvation that comes through Jesus Christ, that we are free. And we can share that freedom with others who still may be off the tracks. Bless us, O Lord, in our journey. Thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.